what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, May 6th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? It's Kentucky Derby weekend. It's our top 10 horse names special weekend with the fan vote coming in hot. I don't know about you all. I am thrilled to be here. And if you're sitting down, if you're not dancing already, I, I urge you, I implore you, I prod you to get up, get out of your seat, get your dancing shoes on, and uh, let's do a little royalty-free Camptown races here on a Friday afternoon here live from Beantown. Woo! Yeah, baby. Ooh, a little key change. Now is a good time to dance. Get up and dance. Get the two-step going. Get your spurs. Call your cowpoke friends. Place your bets. Get a mint julep. Wear your big hat. The great thing about the Kentucky Derby, you can go on Saturday. You can wear a big hat. You can fly across the pond the next day. Go to a royal wedding. The same outfit. I bet you those royal wedding people absolutely hate the fact that down here in Kentucky, we have uh, taken their cool royal outfits and used them for horse racing. How about that? Let's, let's have the, this beautiful Campdown Races play us out. Enjoy it here on Beantown. Wow, that, that is a real treat. You all are so lucky. My name is Quinn, and this is my show. Thank you all for tuning in. It's going to be a big one. So we are talking horses today. We are talking Kentucky Derby, and you can actually go live online if you are listening to this before the Kentucky Derby actually happens, which I think is it's tomorrow, right? It's a Saturday. It's not a Sunday. Um, you know, I had a couple of friends in college who would go down to uh, Louisville from Chicago and watch the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Um, and it was just like a big thing. They would road trip down there and have a lot of fun. I personally never got that invitation. Uh, and I've never been to a horse race before. I've been to Louisville multiple times. Uh, I, I like it down there. It's a it's a quaint little kind of quirky industrial town there on the Ohio River. And, uh, you know, it it's it's fun. If you're new to the Beantown podcast, we do this every year. I don't really recall why I made it a thing, but I always had a dream before the I, I had the dream before this podcast, long before this podcast was conceived, of just horse names. I always thought it was it was a cool concept is like how do we decide how we name these horses where these some of these names are crazy i mean you, you just look at the you know list of winners of the kentucky derby you know horses like mind that bird or uh other kentucky derby winners i was gonna say justified that's a tv show with timothy oliphant and walton goggins Secretariat, of course. Anyways, there's a bunch of great names out there. And so I've started the tradition five years ago of saying, hey, let's go ahead. Let's let's make our own horse names every year. And these are uh, these are 
you know, unofficial trademark of the Beantown podcast. But if that, what's his name, Bob Bob Baffert, the the he's the only horse owner slash trainer. I don't know exactly what he is that you ever have seen or heard of because he looks the he's totally like a Bond villain. He's got the like white hair, the dark shades. And he's looked exactly the same age for the last 20 years. You know who it is. He actually got banned from something like last year because his horse got caught using steroids or maybe his horse died or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I don't know if he's involved this year. I don't know if he's allowed to be that, you know, I don't know. And that's really the hard hitting journalism you you come to expect here in the Beantown podcast. We dive deep into the issues I want to mention that listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this show. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. I was the whole time I was going through kind of that last 10 seconds of copy paste language. I was trying to think of a good horse pun, maybe using the the nay, you know, like nay sayers or something with hay or foal or colt or bucking bronco stallion but i couldn't come up with anything here you know what's crazy when i was a kid when when my brother hashtag brother of the podcast jack furnace and i played little league baseball together we we had a i i was on a couple of super teams in my day teams that just like absolutely dominated kicked ass never lost and the I, basically there were there were two of them. The first one I was on was when we were, we played in Tricon, which was the quintessential small town little league baseball kind of organization in the Rockford area growing up, or at least the Cherry Valley area. Tricon, short for Tri County, I assume. But if you had to ask me to name the three counties, I wouldn't really know. I would guess Winnebago, Boone, and Ogle. But I don't, I don't know. You you go you Google Tricon. You know this was it was really a big thing before the internet was super popular. Tricon Baseball, Illinois. I don't think you're really going to find anything because the league went defunct relatively shortly after uh, you know we were really into it. So yeah, you you can't even you can't even Google anything and find anything related to Tricon Baseball. Uh, it's old school. I mean, we're this team that I'm about to tell you about ever so briefly must have been probably, I don't know, 2004, 2005, something like that. So it's a pretty, pretty uh, young team. We were maybe I was maybe like 10 years old, something like that. And, you know, look, the Internet was definitely around in 2005. But, you know, we were probably still just coming out of the dial up age at that point. Anyways, the point of this story and how it relates to horses is we had the opportunity to have our uh, to this is kind of cool actually, but create our own team name, our own not necessarily like logo but colors, and we somehow and I I don't know if this was my idea or whose idea this was. In hindsight, it sounds very silly to have a a bunch of boys named this, but we we settled upon the Stallions. Which very much is like a not overtly gay term, but kind of like just very like sexualized, right? Stallion, you think of like, you know, big chests, you think of like, you know, sexual energy going out at a, you know, Boys Town nightclub at 2 a.m. 
and like five vodka sodas and a Red Bull, you know, just in that we had a bunch of 10, 11 year olds, 12 year olds, I don't know, named the Stallions. And we were black and gray and high, I think pretty badass uniforms actually. It was like gray tops and pants, black socks, probably black belt, black caps for sure. Um, and we just went in there that year. That was the first of our super team, and we absolutely just kicked ass. I don't really recall um, that. I mean, hey, that might have been the last year of Tricon because I'm thinking about this. Like that would have if my brother Jack and I were on the same team. That means he was at the top of the age group. I was at the bottom of the age group. And the years after that, I did not play in Tricon. I think the league that might have been its last year, like 2000 five or something like that because after that i played in a different league uh and eventually would go on to join a different super team or form a different super team i no one's joining i'm not kevin durant i built it from the ground up out there on the west side of rockford anyways stallions i always i thought at the time it was like oh yeah this is cool this is badass and now it's like well, that's kind of strange a bunch of 11 year olds on a baseball team called the stallions Folks, you're not here to listen to me reminisce about Tricon Baseball. You are here to get right into the action, the top 10 horse names, excuse me, of 2022. And we're going to get to that very shortly. I did want to mention, uh, before we get there, first off, uh, thanks to our sponsors at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspecting in Central Oregon, call Steve at 541-400-0316, and he'll get you taken care of. Also, our good friends that cuts by... Q, uh, just gave myself a fresh cut by Q this morning. I had done some minor cosmetic work maybe about a month ago uh, on the sides and back, but really nothing too crazy. This was my first kind of major cut since last September, last August, something like that. So nine, nine-ish months, give or take. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't like a all the way crazy kind of thing. It was just kind of trimming down the sides and the back a little bit. Still got some length on the top. Although I did take off about, I don't know, two inches, three inches off the top. Um, it was just kind of getting like when my hair would be in perfect, pristine condition, right? When I, you know, I get out of the shower, I put a hat on so I can kind of mold it the way I want to mold it. And then for that, like, Half an hour after I take a hat off, it looks great. It kind of stays in place. But then, honestly, it just, as you go throughout the day, it just kind of starts to flop around. I was, it was getting bushy on the sides and the back. I was just feeling like, I really hate when you kind of run your hand through your hair and you take it out and you got a bunch of long hairs going on. I just don't like that sort of feeling or sensation. And so I just decided, you know what, we're going to, I'm going to implore some, some nice summer weather to show up here. It's, it's quite literally low forties and raining outside. We've had two days of sunshine in the last 47 days here in Chicago. Uh, and the word on the street is that it's going to be really nice next week. So I'm just trying to get the fresh cut going for that. And I think it looks good. Um, a nice homegrown American made cut by Q this morning. So thank you to our good friends there. And then of course the Samson Q2U series when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And uh, thanks everyone who, who has been listening to the show the last five years or the last five weeks, you know, whenever you joined in, we are always welcome to have you here. Email us beantown podcast, yahoo.com again. It's beantown podcast, yahoo.com. 
com. You can follow the show at BeantownCast on Twitter. I'm personally at White Buns with a Z. And on Instagram, you definitely want to follow me there. I'm at Q.QueenD. And one of the reasons you want to follow me on Instagram is that's the quickest way to get instant live access to our uh, weekly polls, such as this week when we pulled the fans for today's very special episode. We wanted to get, uh, we started doing this, I think, last year when we introduced one of the top 10 horse name slots would go to the fan vote. And so I'm really excited uh, to not only tell you, you just know, so, sort of which fan vote option made the list, but I also, you know, we are friends of everyone here at the show, and I wanted to read all of our uh, fan vote suggestions live on air. So we're going to get to that in a hot second here. Again, you could have emailed those in. You could have commented on our Instagram uh, poll. Uh, you could have tweeted at us. You could have told me in person. Snail mail would have been tougher because I didn't really start polling people till yesterday. And we're recording today, Friday at about 11 a.m. So... Anyways, that's that's that, really. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to our friends in Pakistan, Hyderabad, Khyber Pass, Islamabad. I don't know if... Um you know, I don't know if they uh, have any horses in Pakistan. What's the wild What's the wild horse population or uh, habitat like in the world? Let's Let's Google this. Let's head to Google. Wild horse um, habitat. I mean, habitat in the world. I don't know. Just habitat map. Yeah, there we go. We want a map. I, I know. You know, you got the um, the Chincoteague and the Assateague. Islands, barrier reef out there in Virginia, in Maryland, Delmarva Peninsula, right? I think it's out there. Okay, here's a, we got a world map pulled up. Horse talk, horse talk, horse talk dot New Zealand. The Kiwis. Okay, so I don't really, oh, current distribution of wild living horses. The dots indicate the 186 populations of recent wild living horses identified in this study what is it 186 populations like 186 different breeds i don't really know okay looking at this map here we've got a lot a lot of action in the american west um we're talking like that this got to be wyoming nevada oregon um california utah and then a little bit up into canada probably like manitoba area that's interesting. And then South America a little bit on the north end there in uh, Venezuela and Colombia. And then down south in Argentina. That makes sense. The gauchos. We head east across the world map here. There's a, I don't see. I don't know how much I trust these dots. There's so much in England and Spain and in Germany. Are there that many wild horses in Germany? I don't know. A little bit of Black Sea action going on. Africa, not much. There's three dots in South Africa. And then you go to Asia. You've got a little bit in India. Nothing in Pakistan, so that settles this debate. A little bit in China. Japan, wild horse in Japan. How did that happen? And then a lot in Australia. Wild horses, though, that's an interesting thing. We ever, you know, horses are ubiquitous. U B I T. No. Let's start over. Ubiquitous. I can do this. U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-O-U-S, I think. Ubiquitous. Um, what, you know, wild horses in general, where do they come from? 
where are they endemic to and where were they brought to? Because you look on this world map and it's a lot of like U.S. and Australia, but it's like, hey, did they start here? And did we like, or did we bring them there? Let's go to Wikipedia here. So there's a European wild horse known as the Tarpan went extinct in the late 1800s. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I feel we could do a whole different episode here uh, just on the habitat and curious habits of wild horses. The tarpon became extinct in the 19th century. Okay, yada, yada, yada. It's used colloquially. Yeah, feral horses. That's what we want. A feral horse is a free-roaming horse of domesticated stock. Well, I didn't necessarily want domesticated. Just like, where did horses come from? Let's let's get really big with it here. Let's Google where did horses originate. That's the top Google search. North America. Okay. Most experts agree that horses... You think you never learn anything in this show. I, I, I say nay. Uh, most... <laughs> There you go. There's the pun. Most experts agree that horses originated in North America approximately 50 million years ago. Whoa. That's crazy. Wow. They were small animals, no larger than a small dog, and lived mostly in forests. No larger than a small dog. Wow. They gradually increased in size over millions of years and adapted to more and more environments, including grassy plains. So my question is, if they originated in North America 50 million years ago... Did, you know, when we're talking about the ancient Romans, you know, riding around the Mediterranean Sea, ruling their empire, did they have horses? Because I feel like, you know, it, that would be a convenient way to get around. But, like, if they originated in North America, did they not have horses in the rest of the world until, like, Columbus? When he started, you know, putting them on, putting them on ships and stuff? Did they—but, like, when Cortez went to— Conquer the Aztecs in the early 16th century. I know because I did a whole 20-page research paper on that where I just paraphrased a Wikipedia article and I got an A. It was amazing. Um, you know, did he bring horses or did he rent horses while he was there? Did they come across the pond with him? How did he know how to get from Spain to uh, uh, Mexico or wherever he went? Yeah, Mexico. These are the big picture questions that remain unsolved in this day and age. Uh, so we're, we're going to get into our list here. But before we do that, I wanted to thank everyone who uh, has inquired about our brand new segment uh, that we're getting ready to introduce. Right on cue, you heard our first little teaser for it last week. And uh, I am proud to announce we got uh, a little more uh, insight into that program this week. So let's go ahead and, and uh, uh, pun intended, cue that up. And then we will jump into our uh, top 10 horse name list, including the fan vote for 2022. So let's, let's jump over to right on cue for a second here. Roe v. Wade. We take a look at the facts and figures behind the landmark Supreme Court case. The stock market continues to go up and it goes down. What does it mean for your 401k portfolio? And we meet the 17th, 18th, and 19th newest members of Arcade Fire upon the release of their sixth album, We, next time on Right on Cue. Well, that sounds like quite a treat, especially the, uh, the Arcade Fire stuff. Man, they just keep adding, adding, and adding new members. Although the, one of the original members a couple of months ago did leave, uh, Northwestern alum Will Butler, brother of Wynn Butler, lead singer, has left the band. So 
things are getting wild. But they did actually drop a new album uh, today, quite literally, uh, May 6th. I listened to it yesterday. I got the, speaking of New Zealand, I got the New Zealand link. I said that like link because I was going to say leak, but then I changed it to link halfway through. So we had link, L-E-A-N-K. All right, folks, uh, you waited long enough. We are 20 minutes into the program, and we are going to jump into our top 10 horse name list of 2022 and these are original so if you're wondering what what does it mean like did you just go around and find different racehorses and like choose the names you like no these are from the mind of of yours truly quinn david furnace with the exception of our fan poll and um i wanted to also remind everyone because i also have this i'm keeping track of this in my phone of all of our um our number one names across the year so this is our fifth year doing this so this will be our fifth installment into the number ones the greatest of all time so to give you a reminder of what our previous number ones have been and if you're curious yeah every year we get 10 new names uh, so there's we're literally this is going to be our 50th we're going to reach 50 total names in Beantown Podcast history this year, which is a lot. I have to go back through and read all of them. I mean, I, they're saved in my phone somewhere, um, or I could just go back and listen to the episodes. But, okay, in 2018, this was like we talked earlier about how I had this dream of, like, naming horses and how I just think it's so cool, which is why we started doing this annual segment here on the show. This was always my, like, number one in my head. I always thought this would be, like, the greatest name for a horse, and I stand by this. This is still my favorite of all time. In 2018, our number one name was Episcopalian. Number two, a cl- or, uh, in, in 2019, a close second uh, to my favorite ever. And, again, it's hard to go wrong with sort of the religious terms. Although, to give you a spoiler, I don't think we have anything related to religion in this year's list. Uh, so, if the church-going folk, you might have to bear with us. In 2019, our number one name was Pentateuch. In 2022, uh, we started a string. So, we went from religion to uh, two years of religion to, to then two years of kind of uh, grammar and grammatical things. 2022, we had irregardless. In 2021, we had intensive purposes. And of course, I'm not ready to reveal our number one name for 2022 yet because we're starting at the top. We're going 10 to 1 Letterman style. And let's go ahead and jump right in here. Um, so there's usually a, a name, a, a story of some sort behind all the names. I try to avoid just picking random shit that no one really connects to because then it's kind of just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then we move on to the next one. So at number 10, we've got and here we go, folks. We're starting this for real. Number 10, triple pump. I think it's fun. It, it it plays into that kind of triple crown vibe. And triple pump is a classic. Uh, you go to Starbucks. It's, you know, a, a day like today, it's Friday. You're looking for some energy. It's cold and raining outside. You don't want one pump. You don't want two pump. You want a triple pump. And it could be a triple pump of espresso. It could be a triple pump of vanilla hazelnut, non-sweetened sweetener. It could, you know, you could pump whatever you want. But a triple pump is a great way to start the day, and it's a great horse name. And sometimes I think uh, uh, Rachel gets a triple pump of something from somewhere uh, to be as specific as as I'm able to be, because that's all I know. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a coffee expert. You know, uh, I don't know all the drinks. The worst part is when you go into a Starbucks, whether you're getting a triple pump or not. But you go into a Starbucks, and sometimes they just don't have the. Um, 
they don't have the menu on the on the big board. And you're kind of just like, hmm, it would be cool if you guys had uh, had a menu up here so I would know how to, you know, uh, order a drink. Like, I would love to be able to go into Starbucks and order something off the menu, but sometimes they take away the menu because they are too cool. So that's uh, just kind of down a rabbit hole a little bit here, which coincidentally one of Arcade Fire's new songs from this album is called Rabbit Hole. So go check that out as well. But Triple Pump coming in at number 10. All right, coming in at number 9. And this is interesting because one of the fan vote options we got is related to um to to this one number nine which is actually why the and again we're going to read all our fan votes live on air but excuse me big belch the fan vote option will not be uh the one that was related to this because i don't want to double down on it if it makes sense but it'll still get read on air and thank you for the suggestion it's a great one but number nine this what i came up with before we even saw the fan votes chimpkin express uh, it's a nod to to Bailey, the fan, the the Ramos family dog. It's a nod to to pups everywhere out there who love their chimkin, uh, which is basically like dog dog treats, chicken flavored, but we call it chimkin, not chicken. And uh, chimkin Express, well, you know that that baby's gonna be fast, and if it loses, you could turn it into chimkin. So there's really there's a lot of layers of meaning there. But yeah, chimkin Express. Shout out to Bailey. See you later tonight, actually. Uh, number eight. This this has come up uh, in, in family conversations in the last two weeks, and I just think it's a hell of a name, especially for a racehorse. Number eight, Drive Shaft. So uh, th- there was uh, some issues with, with a car in the family related to a Drive Shaft needing replacement, and it reminded me that the fictional band... Dominic Monaghan's fictional band in the ABC television show Lost is named Drive Shaft, and the, their song "You All Everybody" is just a total direct ripoff of Oasis, specifically "Rock and Roll Star," which was Oasis's first big hit. Um, and so, yeah, but when we're talking, so I, it was just in my mind. I thought, hey, this would be a great name for a horse. It's a cool car part: Mustang, Stallions, Feral Horses, Drive Shaft. Coming in at number eight. You you can expect Drive Shaft to give you a hell of a race. Number seven. We talk a lot of Pokemon on this show. And this is kind of graying or, or, or blurring the lines between what is like copyrighted and what's not. I don't really know. But there's a there's a, a, a famous portion of the original generation one pokemon games red blue yellow and in japan green uh namaste to all my friends over there in in tokyo listening to this show uh but the big bad boss of pokemon giovanni his uh his his big project in this generation one pokemon game is to take over uh silfco which is actually silf company but you never actually see it referenced as Sylph Company in the game. It's it's always to save on space and terabytes and stuff. It's always Sylph, S-I-L-P-H, and then Co, C-O with a period. And I never really I never really thought about it because in my mind it was always just like, oh, it's Sylph Co. But it's like, no, this is like a legit, like they're just trying to abbreviate Sylph Company. 
and uh, it it kind of it's interesting to me. So I always just call it Silfco, and I'm like, do do other people call it Silfco, or like, do they call it Silf Company? I don't know, but I just love it. It's got a nice ring, Silfco, and uh, I don't really know what G- in the Pokemon game. I don't really know what Giovanni's plan was when you encounter him. He's like holding the president hostage. I don't really know what uh, what the plan was there. Unlimited Master Balls, perhaps. I don't know. Master Balls would be a good uh, porn star name. Pokemon por- Pokemon porno, of which I'm sure there have been plenty. I don't have experience myself. But coming in at number seven, we have Sylph Co. All right, now coming in at number six here, and then number five is going to be the fan vote. And we'll also read all of our other uh, submissions. Number six, as a shout-out to our upcoming trip, my 50th state. It was supposed to happen two-plus years ago at this point. Uh, but it's definitely happening now. We've got flights. We've got lodging. Just got to grab a car. And uh, then I'm going to – hey, I'm going to be at the Dole Pineapple Plantation. Bob Dole himself will be there to give me a tour. It's going to be great. But uh, there's a big hike I want to do. There's a famous um, – they call it the the stairway to heaven in Oahu, and it's illegal, and you get fined up to five thousand dollars if you climb the stairs to get up to this old radar tower that they used in World War II. I'm not doing that hike because it's illegal. The stairs are looking a little spooky these days, but there's a back way to get there. It's a completely legal hike. Uh, it's you know through a valley, and then eventually you go up this really cool ridge to go up the backside of it, and it's like. It's not it's 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 a crazy hike in that you know the conditions are just different than anything I've ever experienced. You know, hiking in Hawaii is a little different than the Appalachian Mountains or something, but it's like ten miles round trip. Uh I think you can usually do it in like four hours, um, with taking time for pictures. There are some steep inclines, uh, but I think it could be fun. I really want to do it. The name of the trail is Moana Lua Valley. And that's the name of our horse coming in. And number six, the announcer are going to have a hell of a time saying it, Moana Lua Valley. Although I think once you get the hang of it, it kind of rolls off the tongue. You look at it, and if you have never said it out loud, you're like, oh, God, what is this? But then you say it, and it's, hey, it's not too bad, Moana Lua Valley. Moana Lua Valley. Seven syllables, not bad. All right, number five. Is our fan vote, and I do want to thank everyone who uh, who sent in their submissions. And I'll say this as well, um, because I've I've chatted with a couple of people who mentioned basically we're talking about the submissions, talking about this upcoming episode today, and we were having you know different conversations that sort of thing. But those people have not actually submitted anything yet, and it's been 23 hours since uh, we we did the call to action. We we ran the posts out there. Um, I've been checking my email, all that good stuff. I haven't seen anything yet. I'm going to do one final sweep here before I actually read out uh, these names live on the air. And yeah, I don't see anything. So we're going to we're gonna jump into it. Um, let me check the Instagram poll. Yeah, nothing new there. So I do want to thank everyone who emailed. Uh, we got Instagram message. We got Facebook message. Um, so thank you to everyone who shared. This year, um, we have... And oh, what what I wanted to say is that if you do still have a submission, 
please send it in after this episode, uh, you know, is recorded and broadcasted because I will gladly read it um, next year. And hey, to be honest, if it's good enough, uh, I will save save it for next year's fan vote. But you know, we're going to take a, a new fan vote next year too. So you're going to have stiff competition from all these great fans and friends of the show who submitted their names on time this year. Uh, okay, so the fan votes. Uh, all the ones that came in, and thank you to everyone who submitted, and the last one I read will be the one that actually makes it into the top 10. But to show my gratitude and thanks to everyone, I did want to read them all live on air. So we got Harry Trotter. I'm not usually a sucker for the direct play on words like that, but hey, you know, there's there's no time like like the top 10 horse name special to, to try to throw something like that in there. Um, next, we have Smooth Ride. This was This was very kind of... Pleasant, simple, laid back, and, and it's a little bit less aggressive than what we usually go for on these names. But in that sense, I, I kind of like it. And I, I was pretty close, actually, to picking Smooth Ride. Um, it was definitely definitely had some good odds, probably like probably like six to one odds, you know. Uh, then we had Her Designated Driver. This was one in terms of just like the comedic value. I didn't really get it, but... Everyone's got their different frames of reference. Everyone's got their different experiences. Most people listening out there probably don't understand all of my names. So thank you for submitting that. I do like it. Uh, and then the, the one that I did not pick but I love, uh, and it was, it was related to Chimkin Express, Miss Bailey. It feels very like driving Miss Daisy, kind of old Southern Belle, which definitely fits the vibe of Louisville very well. Um, and if I hadn't already thought of Chimkin Express, Miss Bailey stood a good chance of being in there. So what actually won the fan vote this year coming in at number five, It's uh, it, there's not a lot of um, absurd humor going on in today's list. Uh, so this one is kind of our resonant absurdist uh, submission. It's uh, You're ready at number five, Shrek's Epiphany. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know where it came from. It's fun. Just two words you never really thought you would put together, and I'll, I'll say this: it was a little bit tough to pick because it doesn't. It's not that different from uh, what number two on the list is actually going to be, just in terms of the way the word sounds. So you know, we might get some criticism from the you know the the the, the newspapers out there about this show about the list, but. We do what we can. So that was number five. And again, thank you to everyone who submitted. If you still want to submit a name, please do so. Um, I will read them, gladly read them live on air next week because we definitely got like half an hour dead air worth filling. So that will be a good way to waste some time. Um, okay, folks, we are we are down into the nitty-gritty here. We are down to the final four action here. Number four, Chicago people will know it. They will love it, and they will hate it. Uh, Midge Spawn. And I've I've found it interesting. So I've had to kind of talk to a lot of people about midges this year because they don't really understand what they are. They know that there's a lot of bugs out in Chicago right now that they look like mosquitoes, but they're not biting. They're like, who is this? What are they? Well, they're midges. They are little bugs. Uh, they are in a spawning frenzy. Although they're, my understanding is they're pretty much gone by now. Uh, but gosh, it's been so rainy, so cloudy lately that. They're just kind of holding on for dear life. But, yeah, if you have been out by Chicago's lakefront at any point in the last two weeks, you know that there is a big midge spawn happening right now. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really gross. You can't really go for a run without eating a couple. 
I mean, just yesterday, I was, I, I didn't have, I didn't like swallow any yesterday, I don't think, but I definitely got one like right up on the bridge of my nose because I could like see it out of the peripherals in my eye. And then they were just like constantly getting stuck in my forearm hair as I was running. Just gross, unpleasant. I'm thank God they don't really bite. They're just kind of there. But yeah, uh, midge spawn. It's been awful the last two weeks here in Chicago. So wet, so rainy, so perfect for midge breeding. So yeah, that's number four. Uh, number three, a little uh, homage to a very racist children's author. Number three on our list, Stink, Stank, Stunk from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And then the guy who, um, Tony the Tiger, saying the, the, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. What's his name? Carl Rathbone or something. Um, Raven Fellow. It's something like this. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And song by Jim Carrey. <laughs> I don't think so. Disneyfy. Pentatonics? No. Can we get, can, what, does anyone know what Christmas is all about? Okay, Thurl Ravenscroft. There it was. I knew I was right on it. What a guy. Voice of Tony the Tiger. Passed in 2005. Pretty good life. He, he made it to uh, 89. Not bad. Um, but yeah, Stink, Stink, Stunk. Coming in at number three on the Beantown Podcast. Okay, I really had a quandary here trying to pick between these top two for who would, who would you know, just kind of be number two and it'd be cool and who would be cemented in Beantown lore as our number one pick. And I got to tell you, there, one of them was a little bit more traditional and I loved it and it would be a fantastic addition. Uh, and it really does sound like a perfect horse racing name. And the other one was a little bit more kind of out, out of left field, um, but just... I don't know. There's something magical about it. So I, I picked the traditional one for number two. And one of the reasons was because it sounds similar, somewhat similar to a, a number one that we already have in the list. And I just didn't want people to think I was a sellout. So coming in at number two, and this was somewhat similar uh, in sound to our, our fan vote, which was Shrek's Epiphany. But at number two, we have Epistrophe. And you might be thinking, oh, yeah, Quinn, you're right. You had Episcopalian, um, you know, dot not so long ago, uh, back in 2018. So that's why, partially why Epistrophe did not win this year. It came in at number two. If you're wondering uh, how I spelled it, uh, I, did, I did play around with the spelling just ever so slightly. E-P-I-S-T-R-O-P-H-Y which uh, the traditional, the, the spelling of the actual word epistrophe has an E at the end, not a, not a Y. But this is a little nod, tip of the cap to the Thelonious Monk jazz standard epistrophe. Uh, if you don't know, hey, what, what does that mean? What is epistrophe? It, epistrophe, and we're reading from Wikipedia now, which I just pulled up, is the repetition of the same word or words at the end of successive phrases, clauses, or sentences. It is also known as epistrophe. Epiphora and occasionally an antistrophe. It is a figure of speech and the counterpart of anaphora, anaphora. Let's see, which is uh, repeating a sequence of words at the beginning of neighboring clauses, like 
uh, well, we don't have to get into examples here, but I think you'll understand what it means when I give you an example. It is an extremely emphatic device because of the emphasis placed on the last word of a phrase or sentence. So that would be um, like uh, when Barack Obama is given a speech and then everyone says, yes, we can. And then he says, and then we'll go ahead and go to New Hampshire and do this. And everyone says, yes, we can. And then, you know, we'll take the White House and they say, yes, we can. So that's what epistrophe means. It's the repetition of something at the end of a phrase um, or clause or anything else that you want to you know, put in there. So that's epistrophe. That's number two. And it's time. We have reached it. The number one horse name of 2022 going in the record books, etched into that trophy, the, you know, basically the Stanley Cup of horse racing. Fictional horse racing on the Beantown Podcast. Are you ready? A little drum roll action. Number one, Flamingo Phlebotomy. Flamingo Phlebotomy coming in hot. Number one, this year's 2022 number one horse name is Flamingo Phlebotomy. And uh, if you're wondering... Yes, they both start with PH, and that's actually a change that I'm literally making right now because I had thought of it, but I was like, eh, I don't know. But yeah, that would be pretty fun. Flamingo with a PH, that, I mean, that's badass. How often do you see two words next to each other that both start with PH? I mean, that is like chemistry lesson right there. Flamingo phlebotomy coming at number one. I, I love it. I just, it popped into my head. I was on the train. I thought, gosh, this is really fun, and uh, I went with it. So that's your number one horse name. Uh, to recap, our, our fan votes this year um, that didn't make it were, uh, and thank you, everyone, for submitting. I do really appreciate it. We had Harry Trotter, Smooth Ride, her designated driver, and Miss Bailey. And then uh, from 10 to 1, we went Triple Pump. Number nine, Chimkin Express. Number eight, Drive Shaft. Number seven, Silfco. Number six, Moanalua Valley. Number five, the fan vote winner, Shrek's Epiphany. Number four, Midge Spawn. Number three, Stink, Stink, Stunk. Number two, Epistrophe. And number one, Flamingo Phlebotomy. And I want to thank everyone who submitted names, everyone who has listened. If this is your fifth time joining us for our Top Ten Horse Name Special, you have uh, seen 50 fantastic new names and if you haven't listened to any of those previous ones i'd encourage you to uh go back and check them out because if you thought hey this list was funny fresh and uh well frankly refreshing then i've got 40 more names for you to check out so i'd encourage you to do that uh every every weekend uh i I think one of the years because of covid this the timing of this uh episode was a little thrown off but regardless irregardless if you will, um, one of our past uh, horse name winners. We have had a a show with 10 new names. So thank you to everyone who has supported this show. Thank you to everyone who is listening. listening. My name is Quinn David Furness. This was my show. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. Really happy to bring it to you live on a Friday morning. Uh, The Kentucky Derby is tomorrow, Saturday, May 7th. I think post time is usually like, 530 ish something like that central time so be sure to check that out it is the most exciting two minutes in sports in my opinion it's a lot of fun 
All right. Uh, that's what we got for you today. Another hearty, healthy, and happy installment here on the Beantown Podcast. Thank you uh, for checking out right on Q. You're going to want to be sure to uh, head to beantownpodcast.com to listen to that. And, uh, of course, our good friends, uh, Campdown Races. Let's uh, get our outro music to play us out. And I'm going to tell you uh, to be safe, be sane, because I'll check in on you next time. Bye, everyone.